Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Good day, everyone. Welcome back to the Twisty Pod podcast, the Don't Get It Twisted podcast with yours truly, Taylor Woods. It is so lovely to have you back here for another hopefully very fun episode. I feel as if it has been a minute since I just truly sat down and unloaded all of my thoughts or really just talked with you all. And that is for a number of reasons, but most primarily it's that I've undergone, I guess like a little bit of a social media detox, detox. I love laughing at myself when I stutter on the podcast because I stutter so much in my daily life. And for the most part, it's just me talking out loud to myself, you know, as I'm mumbling throughout my kitchen and throughout my day, I talk out loud to myself, but nobody's around to hear me, you know, mumble and bumble and stutter over my words. So I can just kind of forget it and move past it. But here, you know, I'm holding myself accountable. I'm working on my speech. I've dealt with that all my life. But anyway, anywho, here we are. I went through, I guess, in the past, I'm going to say two to three weeks, I've been kind of MIA, I suppose. And I, I'm not trying to be one of those people who's like, I'm taking a step back. I'm taking a step down from social media. My whole life is changing. It's not that at all. This is the long story short, or we can just get into the long story because what the heck else are you listening to a podcast for? Anywho. <laughs> So right after my race, actually kind of before my race, my sister came into town and I'm pretty uh, passionate, I guess one could say, about putting away your phone when you're with good company, especially your family or your closest friends. I was never that good about it in years past and I've realized, especially because most of my job is consumed by social media or technology in any capacity. So I feel like sometimes when I'm looking at my phone, it feels like you're clocked in, I guess one could say. But it, either way, it's just one of those things I think maybe I've realized through quarantine or the pandemic, whatever, that you have such limited time with the people that you love. Why spend it scrolling? You know, I mean, there are a time and a place, there is a time and a place for that. And I've spoken about that as I think a wellness tip one time where I was just kind of lecturing, like get the frick off your phone when you're with the people that you love. But it's something that like genuinely bothers the heck out of me because I don't, I don't like it. I think it's rude in a lot of contexts. And again, I'm not putting myself on a high horse. I was really, really bad about this, but I'm trying to be a whole lot better. So when I'm with my loved ones, like when my sister came into town, I kind of just like put my phone away. And you know what else? Oh my gosh, this is like a little bit of a spiral, but it's an important spiral. I don't know why I decided to do to do this, probably just because I was feeling overwhelmed, but I turned on indefinitely my do not disturb mode on my phone. Now, <laughs> this is a good thing and a bad thing. I turned it on because I was feeling just so inundated with messages left and right. And I just was, I think the minute I was waking up in the morning, if I happened to look at my phone and I saw this list of things it already made me feel boom, straight out of the gates, anxious. Like the minute you see notifications, you're already like heart is popping. <laughs> what? Your heart is pumping. You feel like you already have your list of things to do for the day. And then that's already just added on top of it. And it's the first thing that you see in the morning, you know, you just start to go down 
and down and down and down. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to turn on my do not disturb. And I would turn it on when I was going through little work sessions and I realized how much I loved it. So I kind of just never turned it off. And it's not like you don't ever get the notifications. You can click on, uh, you know, notifications that you missed when your phone was in do not disturb. So they're all there, but they're just hidden. And your lock screen is always free. It's glorious. It's beautiful. And it's something I think I just needed. So my sister's in town. My phone is away. I got my do not disturb on. I've got no notifications. It feels like, you know, you're on like a little vacation from whatever's happening on the inside of your phone, which, you know, normally preoccupies your, your day in and your day out as good or as bad as that seems. But I think once I started to do that, it kind of just became easier to never log on. So I would just kind of forget about Instagram. I would just kind of forget about TikTok. I don't think I've opened the TikTok app truly in minimum 17 days. I'm just going to (laughs) guess. Because I was feeling, uh, 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 TikTok is one of those apps that loves to give you notifications. Even if they have nothing to notify you about, they're like, everybody's on live. Come watch. And you're like, I don't know who these people are, but they have to notify me for whatever reason. So that app is um, obviously addicting for more ways than one, but the notifications gets very out of hand. And I think once like you just kind of take a step back it's really hard to ease yourself into the social media thing again because it was so nice when you just weren't scrolling mindlessly. You know, you were just hanging out with the people around you and enjoying their company and and talking face to face. So then when you're kind of alone again, this is another huge problem for me. I think that's when I start to get very sad is when I'm at home by myself and I open up TikTok, let's say. And I just start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then I look up and it's been three hours. That's a personal problem for stinking sure. But it doesn't help my mentality when I'm all alone. And then I wake up from a th- this three-hour episode where I've just, I don't know, gone down a little path of neglecting all my responsibilities. And I'm just, <sighs> yeah, it's it's just a little bit too much. So I kind of thought, you know what? This is okay. Like I, I just ran my race. I just want to take a step back. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to miss me or, you know, it's fine. It's social media. Like it's so superficial at the end of the day. So if you're, if you've ever wondered, <laughs> Hey, Taylor hasn't really posted that much or, Maybe she hasn't uploaded. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> Maybe this is a bad idea to be recording this at 11 p.m. because <laughs> my brain is, it's, we're not, we're not there right now. Taylor is just stumbling and stumbling. But you know, like there is a life outside of social media and that is kind of, I guess, what I'm trying to emphasize with this in a really twisted way. Don't get it twisted. Uh, it, it feels overwhelming when you're constantly on it, but it can also feel really overwhelming 
to slowly re-enter social media after you've been kind of, you know, quote unquote away for a few weeks. So I've, I've just been kind of grappling with how to re-enter, I suppose, not like in terms of making content or whatnot, but I guess just slowly opening the app for small periods of time when Keith is around or when I'm around other people. So I don't feel really sad all by myself, you know, as I continue to go through everything and everything. Um, the one thing that does make me really sad though, is that I know I have a lot of messages from you all that I have been absolutely dying to respond to. And there's, there's no excuse other than I've just been, um, feeling overwhelmed by it. So not overwhelmed by the messages, but you know, like I just, as I described with social media, but that is one thing that definitely, uh, always tugs on my heartstrings, knowing that you take the time to message me in any capacity means the world to me. And I want to be able to give my time back to you as well and respond. So don't think I have forgotten about you or that I am ignoring you. I promise I will get to everybody as soon as I possibly can. So that's been, you know, one facet of my life. If I've, um, if I've been feeling like I'm a little bit aloof, that is why. But the other reason is that I just have felt so stinking busy. This, this happens, you know, in March, I think because now hello is officially the first full day of spring or was it, was it technically yesterday or did like the, uh, I don't know if it's one of those things where it happens in like the middle of the day. Let's just say it was yesterday. I'm pretty sure it's March 20th, but now we are officially in spring, which means the weather is brighter and more fun and still really rainy here, but you know, there's brighter spirits about, and that makes me extraordinarily happy. And there's just more things on the calendar, I guess. But for me, not, not quite. (laughs) I am spending every waking moment every waking moment, (laughs) studying, studying nonstop. I just need to give like the biggest shout out to everybody who has ever done extracurricular, um, like classes. You've ever gone to night school. You've ever gotten your master's on top of a full-time nine to five job, whatever it is. If you've done some sort of class alongside a full-time job, you have my alma. I'm, going to turn off the microphone right now if I said her one more time. You have my utmost respect because it is draining and there is just not enough time in the day. There's no time to just take off and dilly dally and you know if you're not kind of in the mood that day. Doesn't matter like you got to get yourself in the mood because there's things to review and courses to go over and and things to be learned like there's just not enough time. I need a longer day. I need uh, ah! So I've been trying to really figure out like what is a good balanced schedule for me because normally if I go through like my entire routine, let's say with filming, a lot of my videos I've noticed, and I guess this is kind of purposeful, but a lot of my videos take place throughout the course of an entire day. If I'm following somebody's uh, eating routine, you know, a celebrity or something that's filmed all day long. If I'm doing my weekly vlogs, obviously filmed all day long sporadically, but you know, you, you film them when you can. I do challenges. Those are um, sporadic moments of filming, but you still film for such long periods of time that nothing ever feels like concluded. I don't often do sit down videos. And if I do, they're very rare. So I'm trying to feel how I can navigate my content in that way. So 
if I do need to be filming things, what can I film that is still beneficial for you all? What do you want to see from me and how can I get it done in a swift amount of time so I can get back to doing all these other tasks in my day while also still making my content fun and engaging as I hope it is now and will continue to be. That is not a uh, rhetorical question. I genuinely would love to know what types of videos are your favorites to see from me or what have I never made that you've always wanted to see from me. There are certain things that you know can, can take a bit of time that I don't mind putting that energy and effort into, but there are things I think that I've realized just in this next month or so as I'm you know, getting ready to take my test, it's going to need to be a priority for my studying to be, you know, numero uno and filming or at least like the concepts to be number two, just so I can, you know, pass. <laughs> I want to pass, but I, I genuinely would love to know if you want to email me, you want to um, DM me on Instagram or as I just talked about <laughs> feeling overwhelmed with messages. If you want to, uh, I can leave a what do you call them? Like there's questions I can leave on Spotify that uh, you can always like participate in. If you scroll up, I believe when you're listening to the episode, sometimes there's questions or there's polls just kind of for fun. It really like means um, nothing like engagement wise. I just think it's kind of an interesting little tool, but I could leave a question like that. Like what are your absolute favorite videos to see? And what do you want to see from me? Because if you let me know, that will be so beyond stinking helpful when I'm I'm trying to just juggle all these things. I used to be a huge Grace Beverly fan. She was like one of the, I guess, OG fitness influencers way back in the day. Now, so she kind of uh, forms her content a lot around her as an entrepreneur. She has a few different businesses and such, but she would vlog uh, and she was also like starting a business all while she was at Oxford. And I always remember her saying, there would be, you know, ebbs and flows as with anything throughout her studies where she could dedicate more time to filming and, and editing. But then when she was uh, in the thick of finals or whatever they call them in the UK, I'm not sure, whatever she was in the thick of like her big tests, she would sit down and do like bulk filming and she would film maybe three or four videos all in a row and she wouldn't even bother uh, changing her outfit. You know, sometimes creators are are picky about that, but she would genuinely say to the camera, um, I have a lot of things I need to be studying for. I have a lot of things to be doing. I'm bulk filming. I'm not going to bother like pretending that I'm filming this on different days and changing my outfit. I'm just needing to get this done and film my videos as I can. And I've kind of thought about that as I've gone into my process. Not that I'm comparing my studying to being a student at Oxford, because it's definitely not. But it, you know, you at a certain point, you have to pick and choose your priorities. Even so, when it comes to hanging out with my friends or um, saying yes and no to certain opportunities, be that going out to dinner or um, going to a concert or something, I have to think of what is most important to me. I don't know, like find a way to be selfish, I guess. And some things I just have to say no to because you just don't have the freedom right now to be going out and about left and right because my free time is studying. My free time is filming. My free time is editing. My free time is creating content in any way. And that is okay. Like I'm all right with that. This is not a complaint by any means, but it's 
it's been a while since I've been in like this kind of predicament, I guess, where I was juggling so many different um, things in such different realms of my life. I mean, I always talk about how when I first started my channel, I would film my videos on the weekends or I would film them at like 7 or 8 p.m. at night. I'd stay up all night, at least until maybe 2 or 3 in the morning. I'd wake up at four or five in the morning to go to the gym. I would travel to work. I would edit on my way to work. I would edit on my lunch break, work all day, um, take the train home, uh, edit on my way home from work, and then like continue the cycle. And that was because I was just so passionate about getting my channel off the ground. And also I was so miserable at my work. I wanted to do something for me, you know? But I have to channel that work ethic again because that cut, that effort Taylor was putting in was fantastic. And I I kind of have these conversations with Keith quite a bit. Like I, I don't know if I would be where I am today if I didn't have that ethic, <laughs> if I didn't have that strong um, will to perform and to, to perform well and to dedicate all that time to my channel if, um, you know, if I hadn't have done that. So that's just one of those things that, you know, you go through these periods in your life where you have more freedom to go and do fun things. And then there's other times like right now for the next month or so where I'm just, I'm having to be selfish and hunker down at my desk as much as possible. But I'm really feeling passionate about uploading three times per week. I don't know if you are liking this amount of content or if it's too much or it's too overwhelming or maybe you think it's horrible, whatever. I have really enjoyed it and I feel like it's it's kind of reinvigorated a, this joy for creating content for me and I don't want to let that go. So I am just balancing left and right. I'm trying to figure out what is the best time of day to study, what's the best time of day to film and edit and get everything uploaded and days of the week. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I'll just feel so overwhelmed with all of it that I just... I shut down like this past week I uploaded one singular time and for that I am actually very sincerely sorry I just I just didn't have content that I loved and I know that's like a silly thing to say but I just couldn't upload something that I just didn't care enough about and I I refuse to just post things to post things so I always want to be happy with the content that I have and I just didn't feel that way and every spare moment that I felt like I was going to have to film, I ended up studying instead. And that's just the way that the cookie is currently crumbling. And I appreciate your patience as I'm I'm navigating it all because I'm still new to this. I mean, I haven't been a student in two, three years, whatever. And when I was a student, I was working uh, not full-time, but I worked part-time. I had a lot of extracurriculars. But you also have set required times for each of your things and maybe that's what exactly what I have to do. You schedule in things like appointments and you wake up super early and you go to bed super late and you just push through. I haven't really had coffee that much either lately. I mean, you remember when I would sit down to do the podcast and I would have a cup of coffee with me at my 11 p.m. recording? I don't know who that girl was, but right now I have been kind of just doing one cup a day if I remember. Isn't that nuts? I mean, I do have a little bit of a headache and I haven't had any coffee today. So you're... Um... With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. 
Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Slowly weaning yourself off of it because it's uh, scarily and a very addictive thing. But it does kind of feel good sometimes when you realize you're not depending on it so stinking much. Mm. Now, the next thing that has been, I guess, totally shifting around is my workout routine. I... I feel like I've been a little bit back and forth ever since my race. If I haven't mentioned it 90 times already, I ran a half marathon. <laughs> Go figure. And ever since um, the race, it's only been like, what, a week and a half. I have gone on maybe two to three runs, but I kind of knew that that was going to be my approach moving forward. I want to prioritize running somewhat, but I think I'm also still very interested in strength training as a main component of my workout routine, because that genuinely has always been something that has sparked my interest when it's fun and when it's different and when I'm experimental and I'm just enjoying myself. And I, I don't want running to become something that I resent. So I just want to go when I want to, and I'll go run five miles just because I'm able and I want to do it that day and the sun is shining outside. Those are the times I think I want to make the most of my ability that I have thankfully worked up my endurance to build to do those sorts of things. I don't want that to go away, but similarly, I don't want to lose a lot of my strength. So I'm kind of balancing the two. I've been doing um, a lot of these workouts that I have received from uh, another personal trainer, which I'll talk about in a later video. I know I feel like I've been so fortunate to work with so many different personal trainers just in the last year. Like first was Justina and that was actually really cool because she was talking me through every exercise and I'd never done anything like that before where somebody is coaching you like through a session and even though those were home sessions, I really liked them and, and they were super cool. And I should go back and look at all, all those workouts. I still have them. Uh, then, of course, I worked with um, Maddie and we did like our full three months together. That was really neat and also like such a big and fun investment in my health journey. And I loved that. And I loved like the, not only the strength that I gained from it, but also so much confidence and the fact that I was able to reverse diet so successfully, she got me to be eating something like 500 to 600 more calories than I was at the start. And I wasn't starting at like a super low point. Like I just freaking bumped my way, you know, all the way to this amazing spot where I can eat so much food. It's, it's great. But um, now I'm working with um, a trainer named Katie and she's personalized all these workouts for me, which is really cool. And I've been kind of just going through like the testing phase of those. I'm just in like the first week of it or so, which is always like the weird part of programming when you're feeling like itchy for more or you're not sure like how to trust the process yet. But if there's anything I've learned, it's just to put your your faith in your trainer because they almost know you better than you know yourself. And they've been doing this much longer than I have. And it's also so amazing when I'm going through 
a circuit, let's say, that she's planned for me and I can recognize why something would be programmed because of what I've studied. That is so stinking cool. Or even uh, certain ways that you would do a movement that would be most advantageous for you. For example, I'm a big fan of um, training eccentrically, which is essentially, uh, you you probably heard of it before because there are some terms that um, I even recognized before I sat down to study them because they're becoming a little bit more colloquial. Oh, darn it. I tried not to mess it up. They're becoming more common terms, but uh, let's say you have um, an eccentric squat. You're going to lower yourself down at uh, maybe the, the count of four or the count of five or something. So you're going really, really slowly through that movement and that would be called your eccentric phase of the movement. And then once you kind of like bolt yourself up, that's the concentric part of the movement. It's almost like you have a rubber band and the more that you stretch it out, um, there's like more tension that's being built. So then when you let go of it and you release it, you kind of snap it forward. And I've also read that that's actually a really popular training method for, I think it's power lifters. I might be getting the terminology wrong. I'm really bad at remembering who's who in like the competitive world. Um, but like they'll, they'll do that for a chest press, for example, because you might be able to have more power on the concentric part of the movement where you're pushing the weight up in your chest press, um, because you went down slowly through the eccentric phase. So I, I love that. And I think it's really cool. And it's been shown to have, um, great muscular development. And I just, I just love that I am learning this. Like this is the kind of stuff that I've always wondered and I've always wanted to know about. And it's, it's also strange that I do have this knowledge and I think I'm not giving myself enough credit. Like when I sit down to do things and I already know something that I'm reading, I need to um, acknowledge that. Like I'm sometimes I sit down and I'm like, I'm, I don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. But I know a lot and I've learned a lot and I'm continuing to learn more. And it's, it's something that is so just, oh, I don't know. I just love it. And it's fun when you're learning things that you want to learn. You know, when you're in school, sometimes you go through certain sections of history class and you're just sitting there going, this does not spark my interest whatsoever. But that not that that doesn't happen right now. You know, there's certain chapters that are slower than others. Like when I was going through the muscular system, which, you know, obviously is really important, <laughs> but you're learning about the actual system itself and how it works. I just, it, it wasn't for me. But then when I got to the heart, I was like, this is fascinating. I love the heart, love learning about the heart. And oh, that was cool. Um, but yeah, it just feels neat that like I'm, I'm finally going to be soon in the place where I, I know what I'm saying. And when I'm talking to you all, you can trust me, hopefully (laughs) that because I just have a little bit more merit behind, you know, what it is that I'm talking about. And I can actually speak with some conviction because I've learned this and I've studied this and I've been certified in it. I just got certified by, um, um, the American Red Cross maybe four days ago for CPR and AED, uh, for children, infants, and adults, and first aid. So that's pretty cool. I've always wanted to be CPR certified. And now, you know, I'm, I'm going to help everybody, whoever needs my help. It's just, I don't know. I, I think I go through my life always being like, oh, that would be so cool to do. 
But then I never put it into action. Like, why have I just never gotten my CPR certification before? It's a $35 class. I'm sure you can even find cheaper ones. I think mine was even the more expensive option because I had to do um, CPR and AED and adult and infant. So you could even find a cheaper option or do it through a different site, whatever. I did it from my couch, which is strange when you're thinking about CPR because oftentimes, you know, you go in person and you're you're working with um, dummies and mannequins of sorts. And of course, when um, the opportunity arises, I would love to do that class as well. But just because of the circumstances of the world, they're not offering those right now. I mean, could you imagine like everybody sharing a, a mannequin with um, like CPR and you're all putting your mouth on the same mouth? No, thank you. But uh, it's neat. Like I did that in, I think it took me three or four hours. I did it from my couch. It was $35. What was I waiting for? You know, all these years just do it. Or even if you're just somebody who, um, I don't know, was interested like $35. And the, the course was actually pretty interesting. It kind of felt like a video game. You would go through these different scenarios. I think they called them missions and you would have to, um, you know, kind of test what you've learned, test your knowledge and then apply it in the scenario. So, you know, you'd, you'd walk up to the, the scene, you'd have to check it for any sort of, um, Oh my gosh, what is the word that they used? You'd have to make sure there wasn't any dangerous things that were going to hurt you before you entered the scene. You'd have to ask for consent. You'd go through all of these questions. Um, and then, you know, obviously you start doing the stuff. So like I said, I'm going to try and do an in-person class um, when I'm actually able to because doing it on your computer just doesn't, doesn't feel the same. But yeah, I mean, and same thing with my course. Like I know I obviously prolonged it for a whole stinking year and that was... Um, not only embarrassing, but hard on me and hard on my mental health. But why did I wait so long for something that I've always been interested in? I've always loved fitness. I've always learned that I have felt passionate about the technical side of things and it fascinates me. So this to me feels like the beginning of a much longer journey. I have a few other courses that I would love to take when the time is right. You know, you can only do so many at once. Um, but why not? You know, like even if I just took a few months off of YouTube and I did a whole bunch at once, like that could be kind of cool. I could do more guided courses with an instructor where, you know, they're holding me a little bit more accountable on my pace and checking in with me on my mental health. But, you know, like I, I would love to get a precision nutrition certification. I would love to learn about, um, I think it's called corrective behavior techniques. Like if, if you're doing um, a backwards lunge and you're holding uh, a barbell on your shoulders, why is why would something hurt that doesn't feel like it should be hurting? You know, like you start to learn about those things. Or you, I would always love to do um, a CSCS, which I think is a strength and conditioning coach, like for athletes, collegiate or professional. That would be so stinking cool. So there's just like a world of opportunity, you know, and the, the CPT I feel like is your baseline. And the more that I can work on myself and, and get more certified, um, God willing, you know, with all of the the price tags that come along with it, that would be amazing. Like I, it would just be so cool. <sighs> that was, I started off that rant talking about my workout routine. What did I even accomplish in that statement? <laughs> Sometimes this is how the, the late night pods go. Okay. What else? Summarizing. Um, I've been running periodically. I've been doing my future workouts. Future is the name of the, the 
personal trainer, the personal trainer. I've been walking on the treadmill a lot. That's how I get in a lot of my reading because I think I've, um, is it Pavlov? Gosh, I have not studied him in so long. You, I, I'm pretty sure I have um, conditioned myself to fall asleep while reading because I started reading every night before bed, which is a great thing, but I would do it in a very comfortable position where I would always just get kind of sleepy and then I would fall asleep reading. So now every time I want to go to bed and I'm reading my book, it kind of puts me to sleep. So like I said, I think that's Pavlov, Pavlov, right? You know, with the dog thing. I'm pretty sure that's right. We're just going to roll with it. Pretend I'm right, even if I'm not. So walking on the treadmill helps me a lot. I bring my Kindle. It's so much fun. Um, Fun is an interesting word, but it does fly by. Believe it when you try it, okay? I swear you're going to look up at the clock and you're going to go, how has it been 20 minutes? It feels like it's just been a few because you're so enthralled with the book that you're reading, which speaking of the book that I'm reading, um, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I don't know what the heck is wrong with me, but it has taken me so long to get through this book. It was captivating to me kind of at first, a lot more in the second quarter of the book. And then the third has just been dragging on. And I think because I've been so busy with other things, reading is kind of like the bottom of my totem pole in terms of priority. So it's not exactly something that I'm always seeking out time for, which isn't always the best thing. You know, I think you should make time for those little activities that bring you peace at the beginning or the end of your day whenever you can. Or in my case, when I when I go to the gym. But it just... I don't know. I think it's because the the book is written in a really whimsical way. So it's hard to like the dialogue doesn't flow as naturally or the way that it's narrated definitely does not. So I'm I'm nearly finished now where I'm at like 80%. So I might as well just push through. And then I think I might have one book that I really wanted to read that was a standalone. Oh, golly. What is it? I'm going to see if I can pull it up on Libby right now. Then if... If that's not um, the case, I'm going to start my Harry Potter journey. I'm going to read the, the, what the heck? Where is it? I'm looking at my, my shelf right now and I'm supposed to have the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. It's right here. Got it. We're, we're good. I was really nervous. I was in the wrong category. Okay. Harry Potter, we might be starting next. My friend also told me, page I know you're probably listening that she read the book educated by Tara Westover and it was like a life-changing book for her so immediately when I heard that I I love getting those kinds of recommendations from people it makes my whole entire day because I know I've had books that have changed my life so I immediately went and rented that so that is also on my loans shelf right now I might quickly you know kind of blaze through that first before I dive into the Sorcerer's Stone but the Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets are so in hot demand. Like there's always 90 people waiting for the book. Not actually. It's <laughs> I highly doubt it's that in demand, but it's one of those ones where I don't want to feel selfish for holding on to for too long. And also, you know, it's it feels like it's cutthroat to get this copy. So I either need to blaze through it or pass it on to somebody else, but I don't want to do that. So I'm either going to read one of those two next, but I'm really excited to invest in the, uh, the Harry Potter series. Like I said, I'd never read the whole thing. I always, as a kid, would like pick up the Sorcerer's Stone because I wanted to like look cool. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Like I was reading a big book, or I would pick up the Goblet of Fire, and I couldn't even read. I was like four, and I would just pick it up and look like I was holding it because it's the thickest one. Deathly Hollows might be thicker. I'm not positive, but Goblet of Fire is like whoosh. And we had it in our at-home library, and I would just pick it up and pretend to read because, you know, I looked like I was educated or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Yes, so um, that is my update on my my reading for the, the quarter. <laughs> I've been slowing down. <sighs> and then lastly, I think, Taylor, you know, we are almost through with this podcast. Could you just say the words clearly? I've been trying to prioritize my nutrition. I think I just sometimes rely a lot on processed foods. Protein bars have always been my kryptonite. I love that they're like a quick 20 grams of protein. I love Bear Bells from Trader Joe's. Well, that's where I primarily buy them. I'm pretty sure they're made in Croatia. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I love them so much, but at the end of the day, like you're still eating a, a processed bar or, you know, you, you get the frozen whatever dinner from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's sometimes can be my kryptonite, I guess, too. And I'm, I'm just trying to be better about making myself like more whole foods or even if I just want to sit down and have a snack, like grabbing some, some carrots because I haven't seen a vegetable in a few days <laughs> or when I'm having dinner, like making sure it is a well-rounded meal and it's not um, just straight packaging or I think Keith and I also go through phases too where we have we cook like meat in bulk and we cook rice in bulk and then it's really easy to just heat up both of those things together well Taylor it's also really easy to heat up those frozen vegetables that have been in your freezer for quite some time but you know you get bored with them and they don't taste as good and yeah so I'm I'm just trying to really prioritize I guess more so my macronutrients excuse me my micronutrients always prioritizing both, I suppose, but really just getting in vegetables and choosing, I guess, like thinking about my meals um, more holistically too. Like, okay, how can I make this well-balanced? Do I have a green in here? Do I have um, some type of um, good carbohydrate? Do I have a good protein source? And sticking to that because it's it's exhausting to continually tell yourself to eat your vegetables as a 25-year-old. But sometimes, you know, the journey is just not linear. So that's been a big priority for me lately. Um, obviously, I, I love when my Green Chef order arrives because, first of all, the food is so stinking good and we get a lot of it. So we can eat that for days and days and days. But still, like, you you know, you go through your ups and downs and then the weekends hit. And then what if your friends want to go out to dinner and then you have dinner out and blah. Like, it's just, that's just life. But I want to be more I want to be better about holding myself accountable that is it I also have received a lot of dms in regards to workout routine and my nutrition I've received a lot of dms and seen a lot of people talking about kind of like the the quest for the spring break body or or whatever 
And first of all, let me just say this. I have totally been there. I can 1000% empathize with you. I 100% understand exactly what it is that you're feeling. And I think a lot of people kind of look for quick fixes, I suppose, when it comes to knowing that you have a vacation coming up or you have something in the future that maybe you just want to feel or look your best at. And oftentimes that comes down to both of those things, working on your your workout routine as well as your nutrition. But I just have to give like the best, biggest hug to you and remind you that your body is a temple. And that is a cheesy thing to say, but it's so true. Like don't, don't treat your body, um, any less than you would every, every other day of the year. And it, the quick fixes never work. I'm just going to say it point blank. Quick fixes never work. So don't put your body through anything that does not deserve to go through because it's working so hard for us every single day to produce energy and to, to work on just keeping us alive. So it needs fuel and it needs attention. And also, yes, it, it does need some exercise and movement and whatnot, but just be kind to your body and you are beautiful as you are. You do not need to go through any sort of drastic change for any sort of vacation uh, I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to to look a certain way if that is your goal. But just keep in mind, you know, you, you need to be feeling your body. Um, your body is very smart. And so depriving it of what it needs is never a good thing, especially in the long term. And it can often lead to some really unfortunate um, moments. So uh, keep up your water intake. Uh, eat the foods that you love and the foods that nourish you and things that make you happy. Uh, and also just remember like restriction always has a deviling side. There's always going to be that part of you that feels like you have to denote foods into certain categories if you're restricting things. And that does not make any sense. There is no such thing as bad foods. Uh, there can be some large portion sizes that can be kind of a slippery slope, but that can be for anything. You can eat too much broccoli and it can be bad for you. You can have too much water and it can be bad for you. So just be kind to yourself. Be patient. Um, I love you and you don't need any sort of quick fix for any sort of vacation. I just bring that up because I've seen a lot of talk about it on social media. My gym is packed right now and that's coming from a quite a small gym that normally is like me and one or two other people max. If there's two other people in the gym with me, I'm alarmed. Now it is just pumping up the heat and I'm guessing it is all because of that. And also because I I would assume summer is around the corner. Actually, I don't have to assume that. I know that. But again, just, you know, I'm giving you the biggest hug right now. I love you and um, give yourself some grace. I don't have a question of the week. (laughs) Because, well, I haven't been online. I have not been on social media to ask any questions or to see any questions. So that is on me. If I were to ask myself a question. Oh, you know what? I mentioned this the other day. Do I think that dates are taking over the love of pretzels in my life? And I'm just going to answer this, you know, very honestly with all of you. I'm thinking that they're going to be soon on an even playing field. I don't mean this 
gently. I mean, I'm being so serious with you. I have at least five dates a day. I eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I I eat them so stinking much. And I haven't had, actually, I had a pretzel last night, but that was because I was at a restaurant and I had a soft pretzel. But uh, purchased store-bought pretzels. I don't know why. I think I haven't bought them in a while because I haven't gone to a traditional grocery store in some time. For the most part, Keith and I go to Costco and Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has their own variety of pretzels, which are really good, but I don't really like when it's always different flavors. Sometimes I just want salt. That's it. You know, I don't need honey roasted or different seasoned, whatever. And Trader Joe's always has like some sort of luxury thing. And Costco, for the longest time, used to carry my all-time favorite pretzels, maybe my second all-time. They were from the Sourdough Bread Company, or maybe it was the San Francisco Sourdough Company. And they were delicious. They came in a giant barrel. I had them for the first time when my sister Ashley went off to college in like, oh my gosh, was that 2008? That might have been it. I had them for the first time. She got them like for her college haul and she let me like have a few because she knew I love pretzels so much. And my whole family was stunned at how delicious they were. I haven't seen them one singular time at a Costco in Washington, which is shocking because Costco originated in Washington. So why don't we have the best stock of all the best things? If that's not making the list, I have some phone calls to make. There's not many pretzel options at my Costco. It is just the bummer of all bummers. So, you know, in my life, when I go to Costco, I buy two to three bins, ginormous containers of dates. When I go to Trader Joe's, I buy two to three containers, smaller, but better because they're pitted. We hate the pit. Uh, from Trader Joe's and that's fantastic. So I just, I've had more of them more frequently, but that doesn't mean pretzels are going away. That might've been the longest rant of the episode and it was talking about food. So my wellness tip of the week, um, this, this is actually a huge one. Listen up. If you've been zoning out, hello, listen up because this is an important one. All right, please, 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 please. For the love of all that is good and holy in this world, make sure that you are eating breakfast every single morning. I used to be the person that would just have a coffee. I would have a coffee until I quote unquote felt hungry later in the day. And it was absolutely horrible to my body and also my anxiety. Awful. Even if I just start my morning off with a banana alongside my coffee, instantly I'm in an okay mood. And I mean that. I don't always feel hungry for breakfast. Reese is about to knock over my camera. Thank you. Just sit down. I don't always feel hungry for breakfast, but sometimes that comes from like ghost hunger, like a phantom hunger where your body has been so conditioned to not eating in the morning that it doesn't send those hunger cues anymore. It doesn't mean that it still doesn't need your nutrition. And also it's just not good to have coffee all on its own. Please just make sure you're eating like something small in the morning. Or even if you're in my case where you have a hard time going to bed at night and I've woken up probably in the middle of the night every single night since I was, I don't know, like in elementary school, I have started eating like a small little snack right before I go to bed to just kind of calm me. And also I'm pretty sure I I forget the actual scientific reason, but I think it has something to do with my blood sugar. Uh, 
that has helped me tremendously. But let's just focus on the breakfast part for now because that's the important part. Make sure that you're nourishing your body in the morning. Um, it's so incredibly helpful for our bodies. And also if you are somebody that struggles with feeling extraordinarily hungry at the very end of your day, you're perhaps not giving your body enough nutrients that it needs at the very start of your day. It is so wonderful to have a big, nourishing, beautiful, um, well-balanced breakfast. And then by the end of the day, your body is going to be so happy and satisfied. It is not going to be calling you to the pantry um, into the wee hours of the night, as mine often did. So that's kind of a fun wellness tip. I don't know. It's also a strict one. I'm being serious. Look into it. Learn some more information about it. Uh, it has changed my morning routine tremendously and it's made me feel a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot less anxious. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please give it a five star review on Spotify and Apple podcasts. I would love to get as many reviews as there are listeners. And that means there needs to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more of you reviewing the podcast. I will also make sure I put that question in for the Spotify um, platform where you can let me know what is your favorite type of content for me to create on YouTube, to film, to produce, whatever. Please let me know what you want to see from me and also um, how I can balance um, studying and filming and everything right now. If you have any tips, let me know. And uh, I will talk to you all soon on Instagram at Taylor Woods with two L's. Subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.